You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WGHD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A Town Square media station. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I ran him back six things like Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show also simulcasting on the Martin Houston Radio Network, including Facebook at Martin Houston uh, fan page, as well as Tide 109, X's and O's, Alabama Tradition, and on YouTube at Martin Houston Live and at Martin Houston 35 on Twitter. All of those happening at the same time. And if you want to get in on the conversation, you're always able to chat us up via those social media outlets as well as call us on the traditional Alabama One hotline. It's 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One hotline. It is open for business. And remember that this is a day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. You got a great show lined up for you. You got a few topics I want to get to. X uh, may have some things he want to uh, bring up, but a lot of things coming off of the weekend. Uh, of course, uh, the big news uh, for the week, of course, is going to be SEC Media Days, uh, as they kick things off uh, today uh, with the LSU uh, Tigers and Ole Miss Rebels and Missouri Tigers as well. So that's the three that's kicking things off. Um, You know, uh, one new coach, uh, one uh, coach that makes a whole lot of noise and seems to have things heading in the right direction at Ole Miss. And, of course, um, I don't know what's the exact word, an anomaly, uh, strange bird from Missouri. Uh, extremely smart, uh, but I'm just not exactly sure how how good he can make that Mizzou program where they get back to the days of where they're actually competing for SEC titles. That can be part of the conversation. We also want to know from you, what's your top conversations uh, of uh, sort for the week? And, of course, uh, I'd like to go through a ranking of the SEC schools, uh, kind of ranking. Do you rank the team as the same place you would rank the coaches? Kind of with a conversation I was thinking through that we'll get into at some point this week or throughout this week, I should say. Do the coaches, uh, do you rank the schools and the coaches in the same way? Uh, for instance, do you rank the Texas A&M program? Would you rank it as the same place as you would rank Jimbo as far as a coach? Or would you rate Sam Pittman at Arkansas as the same place as you would rank him as a coach? Or would you rank one higher than the other? So we can kind of walk through that conversation. That'd be a conversation that would kind of be underlined all throughout the week as we come to the particular coaches throughout the week. So, uh, and then of course, um, you know, the uh, players that'll be over there will be a part of the conversation. And we so we can talk about who's up and who's on deck when it comes to the players and what we expect them to talk about 
as they come up uh, into the SEC media days. And then just topics from the weekend that we can get into Alabama's recruiting, uh, Colin Sexton unsigned, uh, kudos to Tim Anderson, local kid starting at the Major League All-Star game. Um, and of course, you didn't, I didn't talk about this, hadn't brought it up, but uh, Patrick Murphy seems to be retooling uh, as he got um, the Florida Gulf Coast uh, League uh, Pitcher of the Year um, transfer from uh, Michigan. A lefty coming off the mound and a utility player. So lots of different topics to get to. Top evaluator, uh, you know, joined Ryan Fowler last week and had extremely high praise for Will Anderson. So like I said, we got a lot to get to. And I'm sure X may have some either other topics he may want to get into this week as well. So uh, good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Doing well. Uh, any anything bubbling on your mind coming off of this weekend? Oh man, there's so many different things we can get into. Like you said, uh, recruiting, uh, some NBA basketball talk with JD Davidson's performances. Um, but I saw something very interesting. It was a USA Today top ten SEC players in the league regardless of positions and they did a ranking system you got 10 points if you were the number one and you got uh one point if you were ranked number 10 and it went down the scale like that and of course alabama took the top two spots with will anderson and bryce young at one and two will anderson got 154 points bryce young got 146 points the next closest player was Georgia tight end Brock Bowers at 97. So you're talking mm. almost a 50-point gap between the number two and number three guy. But then two more Alabama players made this list in Jordan Battle at number seven with 31 total points, and Emil Ikior at number eight with 27 points. Wow. So – uh, I have not. I had not seen that article. Uh, Joe, ha have you seen that article? I was going to try to look it up while you were talking, X, but you have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner and the future number one overall NFL draft pick. It's credit to the to the writer that uh, you nailed that one. Great job! Uh, but Bowers <laughs> is an incredible player too. Uh, so we'll see how Georgia utilizes him this year. I'm, I'm looking forward to SEC media days and kind of seeing what we've got this week. Uh, but, but obviously, uh, to X's article and X's uh, point of conversation, I, I, I think that uh, the writer nailed that with Bryce Young and, and, with, uh, and with Will Anderson being head and shoulders above the rest of the competition. Yeah, without, without that, and once again, it, it just brings to my point, uh, guys, how is it uh, – Will Anderson hadn't done anything since the season ended. You know what I mean? How was this guy not in New York last year? Because you're only basing all of this off of off of what he did last year and then projecting forward, and there's zero reason that he shouldn't have been in New York. But uh, when you say this guy wasn't one of the top players, if he had came out last year, uh, he would have been – with the way the draft went down, with the defensive end, uh, the overall number one pick, would Will Anderson have been that guy last year? I've seen several. I've seen several NFL evaluators say, without a doubt, that if Will Anderson had been eligible for the draft, he would have been the consensus number one pick, and it wouldn't have been close. Wow! 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 So, with with, with that said, let's kind of go through a couple of these other guys. We got Brock Bowers at number three, Georgia player, uh, and then uh, Jalen Carter uh, from Georgia. Uh, at number four. So the top four players um, are uh, uh, Alabama and Georgia. Uh, and then you have Kayshawn Butte, wide receiver uh, at LSU at, at number five. And let me see if I can uh, get the rest of these guys up here. Uh, Hendon Hooker. Wow. Hmm. What, what do you think about him, guys, coming in at number 
I, I don't think there's any argument that Boutte right now would be the top wide receiver in SEC. Would y'all agree with that? Yeah, especially if he can come back and be healthy. Uh, missing the last half of last year um, probably knocked him down a spot or two. But, yeah, if he's healthy, he's the number one wide receiver in the SEC until proven otherwise. Yeah, and and he would be one of the guys that you would look at and say he's one of these guys that, that he needs his quarterback to, you know, step up his game. Interestingly, though, he's not the guy that's going to uh, Atlanta today. What are your thoughts on that? They got another who, who wide receiver. Who do they Jack. have? They have Jack Beck, Betch, which is a wide receiver, Mike Jones, linebacker, uh, and a defensive end. Uh, B.J. Uh, Ohulari. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's the ones they're sending. So interesting uh, that he's not the guy. Uh, wonder if uh, Kelly is sending a message or not, but don't don't ever know when coaches make decisions like that. Uh, but then Hendon Hooker, um, Joe, and, and an ex Hendon Hooker coming in at number six. Um, he, he said had the highest passer rating in SEC last season, thirty one touchdowns uh, to only three interceptions, uh, the best ratio in FBS among quarterbacks with at least two hundred pass attempts. Yeah, I mean, I think Henry Hooker is a very talented player. He transferred from Virginia Tech. Um, wasn't the starter at the beginning of the year. It was the uh, Michigan transfer, Joe Milton. But uh, Milton struggled. Hendon came in and took over the reins and finished the season strong for Tennessee. Which, which, which when I was going through ranking the teams, I, I found myself – uh, guys, not putting Tennessee at in the bottom four, so uh, maybe Hooker has a lot to do with, uh, with 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 me not ranking him uh, that low, uh, ranking him uh, in the bottom four. Then, of course, we got Jordan Battle, and we'll we'll talk about Jordan Battle. I think more uh, as this season goes along. I think he has a huge opportunity to. Um, to 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 remind us of some of those old DBs uh, uh, of times past uh, that that Saban was putting out old safeties, not DBs of times past, because he is still pretty 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 nasty hitter. Uh, but he, I think he also has as good or better ball skills than any of the older guys. Any thoughts on him? Uh <laughs> The, the, the most of them, yes. Uh, it's hard to say a better ball hawk than Mark Barron when he was here. Uh, and, and Robert Lester had, you know, I think seven or eight interceptions in one season as well. But it, as far as recent memory, uh, Minka, Minka was kind of that hybrid. So outside of those those guys, he's definitely probably the best ball hawk Bama's had at safety in a while. And I think he's going to get a lot more opportunity because I don't think any of those guys – the reason I put him in and say that, Xavier, is I think he's going to get more opportunities, number one, strictly based off of um, just the fact that they throw the ball a lot more. Then he's going to have two pass rushers uh, on the edge that have been – that will be the best that Saban's ever had, in, in my opinion, as a combo – and individually and a combo, they're probably, you know, one in three or one in four potentially as pass rushers. Uh, Williams be the only one I might put in front of them, uh, in front of uh, Dallas Turner, because uh, that's not been a strength. So I think he creates more opportunity for, uh, you know, his position and, and what he does. So then, hey, Joe, your guy is back in there. You called out Emil Ikior as a top player. And I shrugged my shoulder and said, I don't know. But everybody else seems to be seeing the same thing you're seeing uh, heading into his third season as a starter, uh, allowing zero sacks and only five hits on quarterback all of last year, according to Pro Football Focus. So there we go, man. I mean, 
Big, big time, big time offensive lineman, Emil Ikior. Any thoughts before we get out of here on him? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's not flashy by any means, but 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 I think that he just does a solid job as a guard. And I mean, it's I think it's hard, kind of hard to impact the game at, at the guard position, especially when yep. last year both your tackles were were on skates. So, uh, but 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 I do think he's a pretty solid player. Yeah, when you look at it, when you think about uh, him, if a guard. The guard is similar to the fullback, Joe. The less you hear his name called, the better he is. You don't want your guard's name being called at all. You don't want your fullback name being called at all. So the fact that you don't talk much about Emil probably speaks to just how good good he is. And the last two, Cedric Tillman uh, rounding it out uh, at wide receiver and Tank Bigsby uh, running back for Auburn. Those last two guys, I want to ask you coming back uh, on the other side, will there be an Alabama guy uh, or someone else to plant these last two if you were taking this ranking and saying that they got the first eight right? Uh, who, who Who's the most likely guy potentially to upset Cedric Tillman? Um, can it be an Alabama guy in which Alabama guy might uh, knock Bigsby out? if that is a possibility. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about SEC Media Days. We'll get Pat in. I know he wants to talk recruiting, so we'll have that conversation coming back on the other side. Listen to the Martin Houston Show. And as we go to break here, I want to remind you uh, to, to stay tuned to this station all day long uh, as there's going to be SEC media coverage. Uh, we'll have uh, cut-ins and times where we're live and from Atlanta, uh, but all day long, you'll be hearing SEC Media Day coverage right here on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this Monday morning. Traffic fairly light around the area. Of course, if you do see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Now you can get a lifetime powertrain warranty on a new or used vehicle from Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. And I'm Captain Ray. Alabama football is set for a new season in just a few weeks. Tide 100.9 and Tide109.com will be broadcasting live beginning Monday, July the 18th from SEC kickoff media days at the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. Our coverage is presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Academy Sports carries all the gear you need for back to school. This is Ryan Fowler. Join me this week at SEC Media Days. We'll have interviews with all the key players and some SEC head football coach. Everything you need to know for the SEC football season. SEC Media Days coverage is presented by Academy Sports and Outdoor. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny today, scattered showers and thunderstorms will likely form this afternoon and early tonight. The high today, 93, tonight's low, 73. For tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and storms again by afternoon. The high, 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. And once again, SEC Media Day coverage all day long brought to you by Academy Sports and Cardiology Consultants. Uh, stay tuned for great coverage all day long. And stay tuned for the Martin Houston Show brought to you by the great folks over at Alabama One. AlabamaOne.org is where you can find out more about what we have to offer. Get more truck for your buck, more cash, more car for your cash. Yes, is we can get you lower rates starting as low as 
uh, 1.99 if you go with the 36-month term, or we can get you a term on used cars as high as 84 months. And if you qualify for the new uh, rate, uh, the extended rate of 96 months uh, on a new car. So save money on your car uh, by extending the loan or uh, go ahead and get that low rate by shortening your term. Either way, you're going to get more truck for your buck and more car for your cash. That's alabama1.org. All right. Welcome back into the program. Let's get um, X back into the conversation. Uh, X, uh, as we were wrapping up, um, we had um, uh, two guys. Do you, do you or Joe have anybody y'all think would potentially uh, usurp those last two guys, uh, uh, Tennessee, um, Cedric Tillman, and Tanks Bigsby? Uh if it's an Alabama guy, I definitely think it's going to be Jameer Gibbs. I know we've talked about him nonstop since he transferred uh, to Alabama, but I just think he his skill set has an opportunity to make him really special with his speed and ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and what that does for Alabama with the uh, with the only having one tight end with experience and new wide receivers into the fold for this year. I think he could have a monster season. Potentially, the I'm going to go ahead and say I think Jameer Gibbs has the most catches in Alabama history for a running back in a single season, or especially the Saban era. Okay. Joe, you got anybody that may break into that top 10 from Alabama? Um, I'll throw you a wild card out there. Not, 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 not a whole lot of basis off us, but wasn't it Jamil Burroughs that we heard all kinds of, uh, all kinds of noise out of in the spring for being that interior defensive lineman? Uh, imagine yep. if, uh, if you have <laughs> what you have on the outside edges and you have a real disruptor on the middle as well. No disrespect to, uh, Tim Smith or, or DJ Dale. I think they're both fine players in that, at that nose position, nose guard. But if you've got a, a defensive, uh, defensive end kind of, a defensive tackle role that, that is disrupting things. I, we'll, we'll throw Jamil Burroughs in there. Yeah, and I, and I'll throw in another defensive guy that may make his way into that li- list, and I think that may be Toa Toa. Uh, um, to the same point you just made, Joe. <laughs> if he Toa Toa is going to be playing behind those two defensive ends and that defensive line you just referenced, so it's possible. Uh, that by the time you get through taking care of Alabama's defensive ends and and the um, and and uh, I mean the outside linebackers in, in that front, you may not have too many people left to take care of uh, the likes of Toa Toa. And I think he reversed back to some of that SEC type play we saw down the stretch, but also coming off as a younger guy at Tennessee. So that kind of be my thoughts uh, in there. Now it's always possible with the way Bryce Young rips the ball and throws it around, uh, that one of our wide receivers could easily pop up in front of Tillman. But um, I want to see him in action before I before I give him that. Wait, nobody said Dallas Turner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he, he's another one. I mean, yeah, that, Dallas could end up being the, the benefic, uh, beneficiary of uh, being the opposite side of, uh, according to – Daniel Jeremiah, uh, the best outside outside pass rusher he's ever evaluated. He's been evaluating since 2003. He said he's as good as I've ever seen, talking about Will Anderson. So, um, you know, Dallas Turner could easily end up being the, the, the second or third best defensive player in the league, even though he's on the same field with Will Anderson. So let's go ahead and get to Pat. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. With Martin and Xavier, what's on your mind, sir? Good morning, fellas. Uh, X, hey, Matt, you and I were talking about running backs, so I don't know, it's been several months ago. and But Coach Saban has been justified, no pun intended, you're right, that uh, as the best recruiter of running backs in the country, according to some services, Alabama could soon possess two 
the top two running backs in the country. Wow. That was what Coach Saban said whenever Mr. Haynes called and said, I'm coming to Alabama. Coach Saban's comment was, wow. What do you think, X? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know Justice Haynes was a huge shock to maybe the entire country, you know, him being a Georgia legacy, his dad playing there in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. But what I love is what Justice said after he committed. He said, now I will be recruiting Richard Young. I am committed. I know he likes Alabama a lot, and I want him to join me. We can be a two-headed monster at Alabama. So if we're able <laughs> yeah. to still land Richard Young after getting Justice Haynes, I think that will be clutch in the long run. Oh, yeah. They have, uh, hey, l- losing hey, uh, Peter Woods to Dabo, uh, you know, they say God took him away. Well, God just delivered a, uh, you know, God taketh away, but God giveth. God is still good. <laughs> and, uh, especially for the good guys, Mark, you could use that in a sermon. That, uh, hey, this is unreal. Oh, what's uh, just happened uh, to give us that. And because, you know, you and I talked about X, we talked about Mark Fletcher and we talked about Baxter. But, oh, uh, mm-hmm. I never in our wildest dreams did we think that we could get uh, a running back that had such a bloodline. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard, in my opinion, to get. Th- this is probably the most impressive pickup we've gotten, in my opinion. You're talking, like you said, he's a Georgia legacy. But Georgia just won the national championship. They're riding that high. And for him to still <laughs> come out and essentially choose his own path, you know, create a name and a legacy for himself is a lot of what I've heard uh, from him. And even his dad came out and made a statement that, that he's proud of him and things of that nature. So I think it's awesome that, He's coming to Alabama. Can't wait to see what he brings to the Crimson Tide. Yeah, and that he wants to be. He wants to be uh, get comfortable being uncomfortable. That uh, what a statement, man! Hey, uh, that's a message in itself. Go ahead, Mark. Look at the look at the difference in his statement of why he chose Alabama versus Peter Woods. Jesus, Peter Woods, and, and Peter Woods is fine to choose. Dabo, because like I said, you never know what draws a kid uh, to a school. And what he was looking for in a coach, Dabo presented more of that than, than, than Alabama. So no, this is no knock on Peter. But in a time when kids are running from it being hard, running from a challenge, kids don't want to, to face competition because that's what we see a lot is kids jumping ship and running because they, they they don't want that competition. They want it to be easy. They want to walk in and know that they're going to be the man. And his statement was just the culture, the way that they're going to develop you on and off the field. Listen to this. The accountability aspect of it. How many 18-year-old kids – 17, 18-year-old kids are saying, oh, I want to go somewhere where they're going to hold me accountable. And then the last thing he said, an aspect that you're going to be going against the best every day. Tells you what type of kid you're getting, uh, and, 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 and you can see that probably dripping down from his dad. You know, having been through it, he's like, son, don't, don't get caught up in this recruiting where they're telling you how great you are because they're going to tell everybody that. Go to the place that's going to give you the best, best chance, going to push you, et cetera. And so you just wonder uh, how much his dad, having been through the game, it, it may have pushed him over and actually made him want to take this challenge. And then on top of that, Xavier, you said he went out and said, hey, come on, man, let's do this thing together. Instead of running away from competition, uh, he's inviting it to come so they can push each other to be better. So, Pat, we got to get the break. You got anything else before we yep. let you go? No, I, just just that we got potential to have. According to rivals, I love Hank South, but according to rivals, we got a, we got a possibility of having number one and number two in the country. Martin in the backfield. Oh my goodness, they gotta, gotta figure out how to get both of them on the field at the same time. 
hey, have a blessed day, y'all. <laughs> hey, right. hey, coach is, a, coach is a better recruiter when he's asleep than most of these other SEC coaches when they're awake. All right. Have uh, a good uh, one. Bye-bye. Have a good one. All right. Man. Come back on the other side. We'll continue the conversation. Uh, transitioning over to the SEC media days, the coach, three coaches we got coming up, and maybe even rank our bottom, who 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 our bottom four guys, uh, bottom four teams are in the SEC. We'll start kind of bottom up and work our way to the top, uh, top you know teams in the country as we move. I mean, in the SEC, which also means top teams in the country. As you move through the SEC. Hey, I want to remind you about Awakening. Awakening is a community-wide uh, worship service that uh, Empowerment Ministry hosts each and every third Thursday of the month. And hey, that's this Thursday, the 21st. We host that event at the uh, link, which is 610 Watermelon Road, 610 Watermelon Road, Northport, Alabama. Awakening service and intimate time of worship and preaching. Hey, if you're out there looking and searching and, and trying to get things back right in your life and you don't have a home church, we'd love for you to come by and connect with people from different churches and different groups right there at the Awakening. That's 6.30 this Thursday, Awakening Service powered by Empowerment Ministries. Uh, we'd love to have you come by and enjoy a time of worship and preaching with us. Give us a call if you have any questions right here uh, 205-826-1381. Tide 100.9 traffic. 686-1941. That's 205-686-1941 in Tuscaloosa and Birmingham. Call now. 205-686-1941. QC Kinetics. 205-686-1941. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one -on -one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. We're going to give a quick hit at J.D. Davison and what he was able to do during the summer league. He had, over his last two games, 45 points. 20 assists, 11 rebounds, and three steals. And his 41 assists were 10 more than anybody else in the summer league. And his 8.2 assists per game ranked third all-time behind Lonzo Ball and Peyton Pritchard. So J.D. seems to be coming out of his shell in Boston. And it makes you go, did Nate Oates use him correctly? Or not? Why during his one year here at Alabama? What do you think about that? Well, first of all, before we get into that conversation, I want to thank the good folks over at Taco Casa. Taco Casa uh, ranked the number one best Mexican restaurant in Tuscaloosa, and they've been a part of the Martin Houston show since its inception. So glad to have still have them on board uh, with us. Taco Casa quality, taste, value on the biggest cactus in town. Make them your choice for lunch and dinner. Yeah, J.D. Davison definitely uh, had an explosive summer. Uh, the numbers he put up uh, from a scoring and assist standpoint, uh, pretty, 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 pretty high, high numbers. And of course, then another local Bama kid uh, got MVP of the summer league uh, with Trenton Walford and 
uh, his Portland team winning the, the championship. So kudos to a local guy, but also kudos to J.D. Davison for what it appears, uh, Xavier, to be uh, him addressing or speaking to uh, everybody's biggest concern. Can he be a legit point guard and still score the ball? Um, I would have to say against the competition he faced this summer, that would be a yes. So, uh, but he has to do it for 80 games, not eight games. So, uh, we'll watch that, um, and see how that, that pans out for him. Um, kick it back to you. If you have any other thoughts on that. No, I mean, I, I think we saw a side of J.D. that we were hoping to see at Alabama, um, whether it was coaching or his comfort level. Uh, we didn't get to see a lot of it, but glad to see that he has a chance to be another successful, you know, late second-round pick, late-round pick guy, have a successful uh, NBA career following what Herb Jones was able to do last season. Yeah, and before we transition quick to the SEC top topics uh, of conversation. Um, where is Colin Sexton going to end up at? I mean, uh, the, the the Cleveland, I think Cleveland kind of made their, their you know, decision uh, on that he's not the future of their team uh, with giving uh, uh, the current guard that kind of stepped up when his opportunity presented itself uh, and got the largest contract uh, in uh, Cleveland Cavaliers history when they gave Darius Garland uh, that that deal last year. So uh, where where does uh, uh, he end up at? I'm not really sure where he ends up at yet. They, you've heard the rumors about potentially being in L.A. with the Lakers. Um, but – you, know, you hate it for him because he was off to a really good start last year before he suffered the knee injury. Um, wherever he lands, I think he'll have an opportunity once again to show the, the playmaker that he is and be a big contributor to that team. Yeah, you know, uh, will will he find that place and what teams out there uh, needs a, a penetrating point guard, a slasher, uh, a bull in the china shop type of player? Uh, that doesn't knock down a lot of threes in this three, you know, point dominated era. So uh, I think that probably hurt him as much as anything when it comes to the fact that he's not that dominant three point shooter. But anyway, um, we'll see how it works out. I know I wouldn't pass on if I had opportunity to get him uh, because of his work ethic and the impact he have on the guys around him. Uh, he is that dynamic of a player if he comes back completely healthy from uh, the the injury last year. So uh, the next thing, switching over, uh, top topics for SEC Media Days. Uh, what's your number one uh, topic, X, uh, from a, uh, SEC Media Day? What's going to dominate the headlines this week? Uh, without a doubt, it's going to be Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher and the, the spat that was had earlier this summer. I think that's what a lot of people are going to be asking questions about. As a whole, I think you're going to see a lot of people asking about conference expansion and the route that the SEC decides to go there. All right, so uh, hold on to that. I'm going to ask it a little different for Joe, but I want you to be ready to answer this question. Joe, if you were over there, what's your first question? Oh, I think I'd probably ask um... – I think I'd probably ask about uh, the the conference alignment, uh, the shift. Uh, are, we, are we talking to Coach Saban or to Greg Sankey? Uh, to whichever, whoever you – I guess, who would you want to ask the question to? And, and if you could ask anybody a question, I guess, who would you ask that question to? And what would be that question, I guess? So, yeah, I'd probably uh, – Greg Sankey would be – I mean, he he's going to address the conference today. He's going to give the state of the conference uh, probably 11, I think is what it is. Uh, but he, but he's going to address the conference, and I would be asking him about uh, the shifts with the with conference alignment and how the SEC is going to uh, going to respond, and and if we're going to get Texas and Oklahoma in here earlier than twenty twenty five. Yeah, good good question because it, 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 to me it just seems impossible, uh, Joe X, if that um, 
that that, that they're that we're going to be talking about them joining us two years from now. I just, I mean, three years from now. I just don't see that conversation going that long, I, especially, especially with the fact that the, the other two are pretty much going to be ready to almost hit the ground running uh, after next year. They're going to be talking about it in the Big Ten, which puts the SEC where instead of leading that conference realignment conversation, it makes it look like the Big Ten is leading that conversation uh, as well. So um, do you agree with that, 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 that they're going to they're gonna figure out a way that they can get back in the front as the lead dog on this conference realignment. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you're looking at uh, what, what, how they can respond, whether they can poach some teams from the ACC or if they can take the crown jewel in Notre Dame. X, would you, you got any? Yeah, uh, there, there's no way it takes the 2025 for Oklahoma and Texas to arrive, especially with all of the moves that are happening. I see it being Next year, if possible, 2024 at the latest. But there's no way they make it last three more years of just, oh, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're talking about. I see by 2024, 2025, there being not 16, but anywhere from 18 to 20 teams potentially in the SEC. Let me ask you guys this question, uh, and this is not of SEC. Does does Texas and Oklahoma – because the news has broke, does Texas A&M remaining in the Big 12 uh, help the SEC uh, more than it hurts uh, the the Big 12 or vice versa? Does Texas A&M, because the announcement has been made, with them staying on that side of the ta- town, does that help the Big 12 or hurt them more than uh, the SEC? with them staying put for three years? Uh, I, I, it, it can't help. It can't help the Big 12 because it's, it's a lame – you know, you're talking about two teams that are lame ducks, essentially. And, you know, if Oklahoma is still able to be dominant and Texas gets back, what good does that do your conference knowing that they're going to leave in a few years anyway? Yeah. Joe, any, any, uh, go ahead. When I look at it from the, the standpoint, is the worst thing that could happen for the Big 12, and I think this is why uh, their commissioner was making a statement that we're open for business, we're proactively looking, because he understands that it will be extremely detrimental to the Big 12, in my opinion, for Texas and Oklahoma to stay in that league and then them to be the two teams that win the conference. I mean, there, there is – just think about this. If Oklahoma or Texas were to win the conference this year, next year, and year after, in, any combination of that happening, and then they're leaving and going to the SEC, uh, that would be, to me, a huge blow uh, to the Big 12. So I think that's why you saw the commissioner. I think the commissioner of the Big 12, uh, he, he seems to be a smart guy. Uh, he, he He's a money guy. He's an NIL type of guy. Uh, TV, uh, part of his role in his history was getting TV contracts. I think the guy is smart when he throws out there about, hey, he was talking to Greg Sankey when he was like, if we can get him out of here, uh, sooner we will, uh, but it has to be beneficial. In other words, the SEC uh, and the TV, they're going to have to pony up some money for us to go out here and recruit uh, the replacements for those guys. Uh, and don't be surprised, guys. Um, and, and let me get your thoughts on it. Do you think it's possible, and, and I'll let you answer this, guys, on, this on the other side. Is it possible that this guy negotiates an early release for uh, uh, Texas and Oklahoma that includes part of the revenue that those two teams generate coming back to the Big 12. So just hold on to that thought. We'll answer that 
on the other side. As right here on the Martin Houston Show, we I think we all three agree that conference realignment is going to be one of the driving conversations uh, of SEC Media Days. More of that conversation coming up right here on the Martin Houston Show. When we come back on the other side, we have the Alabama One Insurance two-minute warning. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this Monday morning. Traffic fairly light around the area. Of course, if you do see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Now you can get a lifetime powertrain warranty on a new or used vehicle. From Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. And I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. If you're headed from the I-359 connector to eastbound I-2059, be aware that flyway is backed up with traffic. That's pushed a number of vehicles onto Greensboro Avenue and Skyland Boulevard. Captain Ray will have further updates on morning traffic. Five people were injured none seriously when a vehicle was intentionally crashed through the wall of La Grand Fiesta, a Mexican restaurant on 69 South early last evening. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom-shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. Keep it locked into Tide 100.9 for more of the Martin Houston Show with Martin Houston and X's and O's Sports, Xavier Houston. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show inside 100.9. Guys, we were talking about the impact of the SEC realignment and all of that. Uh, kind of tossing that question up to you guys about the impact of the SEC uh, and uh, them staying over on the other side uh, a, a little longer or getting out, talking about uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Guys, if Oklahoma and Texas moves to the SEC uh, early, do you think that part of that deal includes some of the revenue from the SEC uh, going back to the Big 12 so they get a double whammy? They not only negotiate new deals for themselves, but also get some of this SEC money uh, that's coming from Texas and Oklahoma from the SEC. Oh, I mean that's a good question. If the, somehow during that, you talking about like if they come next year for the twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four season, they get a cut yeah, of whatever if they, they get they them. Make. If they work out a deal to get them over here early, um, then uh, does that you know does does is that part of the deal? Uh, or do they just agree upon a straight up pay us this much and get us out of the contract type of thing? I mean, that that would probably be the way it in, ends up working out. Because like I said, we all kind of agree. There's no way it takes three years for those two teams to join, especially if they dominate the Big 12 over that span of time. Joe, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that it's probably going to be the one, the set payment, and then they're going to be out. I don't, I don't really know whether Oklahoma and Texas would agree to be paying out uh, SEC revenue money, and 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 lastly, the 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 uh, the financial gain from coming to the SEC is going to be that much more, even including that little kickback to the Big Twelve. So I kind of think it's going to be a one time. Uh, I think it was eighty million is what I saw, but I but I could be wrong. Uh, I think it's going to be a one time payment. 
And so the so the key here is who holds the who holds the who holds the most power uh, in this deal? Is it the Big Twelve? And, and to your point, Joe, guys, does the SEC benefit more by having in twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four having eight to to ten possible games? that they get paid, which adds up to 16 uh, to 20 games, um, it, do they get the benefit of having them in the SEC, right? Uh, or, or, or does the Big 12 benefit by having them over there? I think the SEC, and, and Curtis Lewis points this out, I think the SEC and ESPN – wants Texas and Oklahoma over here next year. Uh, like, like literally, I think that they're willing to pay and give extra because when you start adding up 16 to 20 games that they would have Oklahoma potentially on uh, and Texas on television against Alabama and LSU, et cetera, um, and, 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 and now you're talking about that's four or five million dollars a game, uh, the eighty million. I think it may be a combo, just because the Big Twelve is kind of, hey, we're trying to survive. We're gonna make money off of you guys. If y'all stay in our league, we're gonna make money off of you, and you're only gonna uh, help build uh, our our kitty and our brand if you stay. Uh, and we're gonna bring money in. If you go, we'll we'll make money off of you that way. So. Um, got with that said, here's the question. If you and I, the three of us are having this conversation about the SEC and these media days and these questions come up, could this conversation lead to scheduling for next year? Nick Saban has been asking for more than eight conference games. Does the adding of Texas and Oklahoma automatically uh, throw scheduling into the conversation and the mix. Closing thoughts, X. Uh, I definitely you, think. I no, I, I think it does, and I think that's the way it'll be shaken out after that. All right, Joe. Any closing thoughts? I'm just excited to see how it all unfolds today. We'll see. We'll get it going, and uh, be back tomorrow with some Greg Sankey thoughts. All right. What's 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 up for the cup of Joe today? Oh, you know, we're going to play best thing you saw this weekend. Uh, we're going to probably talk about the British, uh, the, the Open Championship, and then just kind of see what Greg Sankey says. Uh, we'll just kind of take it, take it as we come. Yeah, and hey, tomorrow let's talk to let's talk a little bit about uh, if you if you up for it. Well, we may do it on Wednesday after uh, after Alabama, but just kind of what the Cup of Joe is all about, uh, and uh, tell our listeners where they can catch a Cup of Joe every day. 11 o'clock right here on Tide 100.9. You can hear uh, the new show that I'm, I'm, I'm leading up, and uh, we'll get into that later in the week, Martin. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's Joe Gaither, brand manager, producer extraordinaire, and now adding to his resume, show host, uh, a cup of Joe every weekday at 11 o'clock right here on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. Hey, don't forget, mark your calendar Thursday, awakening uh, this Thursday at 630. Remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not in your own understanding. Always acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Roll tide out there, everybody. We'll have more SEC conversation and more right here on the Martin Houston Show when we bring D.C. Capstone Report into the conversation on tomorrow. Roll tide.